gosh. Uh, What's been, where's all your money gone, Daddy? Taxes. Six, nine, ten, eleven. Let me fix my houses. Bug, it's okay. It's part of the game. No, it's not. It it's not is. fun. To... It's not fun to what? <laughs> it's the worst part of the game. Oh, it's what? Taxes. Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. Good evening, ladies and gents, and welcome back to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT <clears throat> podcast streaming live on Digital Stream Radio, where you can access that live stream every Monday at 6 p.m.-ish Eastern Standard Time, and you can do so by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. Um, with that, all that is left to say is that today we have, we're welcoming back the unconventional queen of, um, what is it? The unconventional, no, the queen of unconventional endings. I knew I was going to fuck that up. Mm-hmm. I knew it. I don't know, but that guy looks really cute. I knew you were going to say that. You know, Hans and I had that this conversation. That is like my type. Um, so anyway, uh, Hans Hershey will join us uh, to discuss his new book along with his narrator, Michael Backinson. Uh, they're going to talk about the the, the latest uh, release, which is about to come out soon. I don't think it's out out yet. Um, I, and I know but Hans not- is. Oh, Hans is super out. So um, the book is called Michelle, um, Fallen Angel of Paris. And um, so we're going to talk about that on the second half of the show. My name is Tom and I am your host. And as always, I am here with these eager bitches, starting with the first one. Hey, y'all, Nick or Trish. And J-Bear, a.k.a. Your boyfriend's boyfriend. I know. (laughs) He's got to get cut. But anyway, I'm excited. I'm excited. We haven't had Hans on the show since episode um, 264 or something like that. Yeah, no. It's been been a long time. And by the way, he said he's going to kill you. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Because I forgot. Forgot what? To add him to the calendar? No, because you said he was cute. The guy. I don't know. Uh, wait, Hans just texted you? Yeah, on my phone. Oh. He's watching. <laughs> He's watching. So um, anyway, um, let's talk a little bit about that opener. So as you all know, <laughs> taxes kill us. And so Nick was going down a little rabbit hole on TikTok, as he normally does, as we all do, because we go That's through That's not what ha- happened. Well, what, what ha- ha- happened was, was, okay. My good friend, our good friend, Paul... I told him about my tax situation, and he sent me that, and I was dying. There was this little kid playing Monopoly with his family, and this kid lost all his money to taxes. That's usually <laughs> and how it is. it was me. It was like, no, it's not fair. I don't understand why I owe again. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and the brothers in the background are like, I'm going to fix all my houses. Yeah, I'm going to fix this my bitch. houses. And then, and then the brother throws the kid monopoly money to try to make him feel better he's like no (laughs) (laughs) taxes oh it sucks man so true i had to pay this year um over fifteen hundred dollars to the federal government then i paid the state 38 dollars and they sent no 39 and they sent me four back cash it i did i put that shit in my account with with the quickness I, i pulled an extension and called my uh accountant so, yeah, but you still have to pay. Oh, but, yeah, I know I got to pay out the ass, but... No, I'm saying, you, so you can file for an extension, but you still got to pay by April 15th mm. or the 18th this year because it fell on, you know... 
Whatever. On a Friday. I don't know nothing. They gonna come get you, girl. They're gonna garnish your wages. Garnish. Oh, they've done that to me before. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's not, not funny. pretty. Government always gets their money. Oh, absolutely. No, so, did I tell you that one time? So they were garnishing my wages for something, and I can't remember what it was. It's but probably a loan. They took all the money out over like a three month period, maybe, and then they had to pay it all back to me. So I got all this money back. Hey, don't complain. No, I'm not going to complain. I was just like, why the fuck did you take the money when you you were going to have to cut me a check and pay it all back? Right. Well, you know, they, don't they, care. they, they do what they, they see do. money they want. They take yeah. it. It's happened. They they react first or act first and ask questions later. That's how they roll. I mean, I, I got my wages garnished once uh, and I was made to pay six thousand dollars in one year. Like, and they just went in and, and did it, sent it to payroll, payroll notified me, hey, we got this, we have to honor it, boom. Yeah, same thing happened to me. Bye. I was like, I said bye to my money. There you go. And then they try to take the whole thing in one shot. So, you know, one of the things I realized, and, you know, I, I don't know why I'm talking finance, um, or especially my finances, um, but a, a decade or so ago, I, um, more than that, actually, 15, almost 15 years ago, I filed for bankruptcy. And I thought that all of that was part of the bankruptcy, and it wasn't. Oh, they came back, girl, with a vengeance. Oh, can I file for bankruptcy? Oh, God. You probably could. I don't want to. I'm fine. Nah, no, you're fine. But anyway, how are you, Trish? I'm good. I'm good. Busy. I worked I pretty much all weekend. I mean, to the extent at which I was supposed to cover a shift at the bar on Saturday night, and I worked all day Friday, all day Saturday. Uh, until like 10 o'clock at night and I got a phone call at nine from the bar saying, are you coming in? And I was like, am I on the schedule? And they're like, yeah, you're covering a shift. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm not coming in. <laughs> I yeah. completely forgot because I'm just so busy. Yeah. The manager was like, yeah, but Bussa did a no call, no show last <laughs> night. See? So, you know, he better leave the bar spotless on, on Sunday night. Uh, I, know. I, I mean, I honestly, I felt so bad, but I was, I'm just, I'm planning a huge event. Like right. my gala my, is coming. The capacity that I have mm-hmm. is kind of taken. Your, your gala is going to be fabulous. My yeah. gala is going to be gay. Gonna be <laughs> Super gay. And I want an orchid. That's all I, that's all I care. You're not going to, you know, buy a $500 ticket and come? No. Yeah, for an orchid, of course. <laughs> I'm going to take all the orchids. If you buy a $500 a, ticket, you can take all the orchids. I'm going to be that Puerto Rican stuffing orchids down his that fucking shirt. Be like I'm just fat. You're not the That's only all. Puerto Rican that'll be there. Oh, Chita well. Rivera is a Puerto Rican. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. So she's the headliner for your gallery. Right? Yeah. 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 That's awesome. We talked about that before. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mr. J over there playing with your horn. It's loose. What a horn. What is it? It's a claw. It's a claw. It's, it's a loose. Claw. Yeah, that's why I'm playing with it. I just noticed it's mm. loose. You know, after, buttholes are loose like too. You want to play with those? It's starting to get a little loose. Don't so. tempt him. Yeah, I know. But buttholes are what? I said buttholes are loose too. You want to play with those? Absolutely. Mm, of course. Nasty. <laughs> Never turned on this. So anyway, no, how's everything with you? Um, so far, so good. Yeah, he's yeah. riding solo this. He rode solo this whole weekend. Yeah, I behaved. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Wifey's away. Yeah. Look at you got a vacation. <laughs> you behaved, I'm sure. I behaved, yeah. I was home at a decent time. I don't know. Two a.m. I had, I had <laughs> dinner. Try five. I had dinner with Tom. Five what in the afternoon? Yeah. 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 I went and had tacos at Viva's. When? Um, Saturday. Saturday. Oh. 
because oh. I, I had to go into New Haven to go get paid for, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you okay. know, karaoke. So I just, you know, scooted over and, and had tacos. And then I came back home. Yep. These bitches wanted to keep party. I was like, no, she's got to go home. Well, she's I was dead. supposed to come over on Saturday. Well, my, I'm, I'm going to tell you my. And my, that's something I didn't yeah. even know. My only complaint, <laughs> my only complaint with dinner was that I ordered a fucking martini. <laughs> and they gave me half a glass of martini for what they charge. Uh, it's so probably then, the bartender. Yeah, but I was like, I looked at the cup and the guy's like, is everything okay? And I was like, I think half of it evaporated on the way here from the bar. <laughs> He's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. And I was like, yeah, but you ain't doing nothing to fill it up. <laughs> so then, Such a water. So, um, what the fuck? Are you charging? If you're charging me $10 for a martini, then pour me a fucking martini. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's like, oh, You want God. any other drinks? I was like, No, just keep the water coming. It's the only thing did that I, comes full. Did I tell you? Not, <laughs> not, not, not this week, but last week on Sunday when I was working at the bar, um, uh, this group of, uh, I'm, I'm going to say Hispanic guys, because I don't know what their nationality is, they ordered. All these um, martinis off the $5 martini menu. Mm-hmm. And so I'm making all the martinis and I brought them over and I'm like, just so you know, like this menu is just for Monday. So the martinis aren't $5. And they were like, are you racist? We can read. I was like, oh, no, that's not what I meant. I just literally got yelled at five minutes ago from somebody else who ordered one of these and I charged them the full price. And they were like, yeah, you have a problem with us. I was like, no. My best friend's Puerto Rican. Like, no, I don't. <laughs> That's not an excuse, Nick. <laughs> That's not an. <laughs> Am I crazy? Was, was that a little like ridiculous? Yeah, I think you. But you know, some people you come in with them. a with a and stick then, up their ass most yeah. times, and you know, it's like you just, just charge them. And when and when they give me a credit card, like, I don't give a fuck how you feel right now. I'm just gonna charge a card, yeah. and then you can be on your merry way. Be like Monday, lunes only, yeah. Mister. <laughs> She she gonna get cut. She gonna get cut. I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. It's the I mean, stories. I, I mean, Maybe I guess, they were I just guess. fucking with you. No, no, no. I mean, I could see where they were coming from, but in no way was I trying to be a dick. But that's one of the things that you tell people. You know, like right. when you're ordering off a menu, a lot of people don't look at the day; they just look at the specials. You know, right. what's yeah. on the menu. Yeah. So I just was like making them aware. And FYI, sometimes they're not specials at all. No. no, and they're gross because we use all that like sugary shit. shit. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. That's so. basically. I ended up with a with a martini f- glass full of juice. Mm-hmm. It tasted sweet as hell. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. I was like, "Don't be a wimp. Order straight up. Seriously. Yeah. When no, you, you ask know, for like, a martini, well, it's either it was, gin or vodka. It was the nothing uh, else. I think it was the pomegranate or the hibiscus. I forgot what the, which one it is they yeah. have. But I figured let me let me try it. You know, I like their basil margarita. Right. I have an affinity for whatever it is that they put in there. It's good, but but I had probably the unwashed cups. No, <laughs> Prob- no, and 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 the water tastes nasty as fuck. I mean, it's New Haven pipe water. Yeah, what New do you Haven's expect? finest. Uh, what are they using? The ice from the back alley? You never know. Yeah. The water is. Paul probably pooped on it. Uh. Anyway, um, <laughs> a little about me. I spent my weekend uh, in mourning. In morning, in morning for Why? my little situation at home. You know, I've been working from home for two years, and now 
I literally spent the whole weekend crying. Like I was outside crying. I was inside Girl, crying. Relax. Yeah, you go back to the office tomorrow morning. That's right. Seven a.m. I can no longer start at six and stop at two thirty. So now it's seven to three thirty, and I'm just completely devastated about it. I don't it. know what I'm gonna do when I have days off. Where do I come? Not here. <laughs> Unless I you still go. have a key. <laughs> she does. She don't care. She'll still come. So yeah. But anyway, that being said, we do have a guest today. Uh, two actually and we're super excited about that um but there's something new that's coming out and i want to talk about it a little bit um so there's this new hulu series and it's called fire island i didn't watch it the previews. um the previews look amazing margaret cho is in it and the majority of the main cast is all asian and i'm living for it and it's super funny and campy um and and i can't wait for it to come out it comes out in june so um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. Um, I'm going to put the, if the website, the back end of WordPress ever lets me update anything, I'm going to put the trailer for it on tonight's post. So the people who watch it, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good. They call it fire Island trailer envisions the gay pride and prejudice. Right. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, I saw, I saw it actually. So I, I forwarded it to you guys on messenger today. Cause, uh, uh, I, this kid I know in New York who's a dancer and Nuevo actor, York. And did, uh, Nuevo York. Nueva York. No, no, in Spanish it's Nueva York. Whatever. Nueva York. New York. New York. New York. No. <laughs> so they he posted it on his page and he he came out in the trailer. So I sat down and I actually sat and watched the trailer. I was like, hey, let let's see what it looks like it's gonna be a really good piece, you know? It's funny. It's uh, you know, the, a lot of the stuff that was going on. I was like, okay, this this looks like it's gonna be a nice. I can't wait. So I, yeah. I sent I sent them. He sent it to the group. <laughs> I then resent it to them again. Yeah. And I said we need to like get together like on a Saturday or something when this releases and just like get drinks and apps and blah 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 and just watch this and laugh our asses off because I think it's gonna be very funny. Yeah. And and just a PSA, I am not prepared for this episode at all. <laughs> I literally like ran from work to here. She did. She had a busy day. So um, I did not get to watch the trailer. That's, that's okay. No, but you'll. I, I'm sure that when you do, and when our listeners do, if you go click on the post, you're going to really enjoy it. It's going to be super fun. I guess we should PSA. I've never been to Fire Island. Never. Never. Oh well, I mean, <laughs> I can understand why queens like us don't belong mm. on Fire Island. We don't have bodies We're for that. Too big. Yeah. It's not a bear community. I, don't give a I mean, you'll probably find yourself a little, uh, tw- you you'll know, find daddy a, chaser. Daddy chaser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll, oh find, you'll find a twink that might, you know, be like, mm, that's a good, that's yeah, a cute daddy. That's a cute daddy. I'll hang off that, my, that little, what do you call this? The goatee. The beard. The beard. The yeah. goatee. They'll hang off that shit like Tarzan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna swing right into his lap. Yeah, we'll so, see. Um, so yeah, and you know, um, so now it's about to be May. Time flies. It's gonna be May. It's gonna be May. All that. <laughs> no, um, and before you know it, June's around the corner. We have pride celebrations going on all over. You know, my company's going to put up the pride flag. We're doing an event in our main corporate headquarters um, and where we're bringing, you know, prominent members of our organization who are part of the community to the main headquarters to celebrate. And a lot of companies are doing it. And then there's Exxon. 
ExxonMobil. ExxonMobil announced that it will ban pride flags and um, and others from company flagpoles. They won't allow people to celebrate or fly them. And I'm like, fucking Exxon. No, for why? Exxon. Because they're stupid. Because, you know, it's like you, you have bigoted people in power that are not letting, you know, people just be happy. If I was working there, I would find, you know, a couple other gay or people of the LGBT community and be like, all right, I'm going to wear red. You're going to wear purple. And right, we're and all we going to like, walk like every other day. We're going to just wear rainbow colors. Right. And then like we collectively decide that we're going to meet by the coffee machine and take we're a all photo gonna... and tag Exxon. <laughs> right. And we're all going to line up. Great day working at Exxon. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be oh, cute. Boy. You know, someone did that in Russia. Um, I, I don't. I, we covered this story. Oh my god, years ago when when they first um, started instituting the uh, Russian propaganda law that you know you couldn't you know fly rainbows and blah blah blah. Tourists actually dressed up. They coordinated in the colors of the rainbow and they all met up at the square. I forget what the name of the square is. Somewhere in Moscow, in the center. And they all lined up and took a photo and then dispersed. Yeah. So we're not going to buy gas from ExxonMobil. No. Well, I, I haven't. Actually, I haven't been to a mobile gas station in a long time. That's because you never drive anywhere. Nasty. <laughs> yeah, but what are their sister companies? You know, they own several, right? Probably. We'll figure yeah. it out. We'll have Chris um, research and, and bring us that list we've been waiting for six years now. <laughs> 300 episodes, boys. 300 episodes. Oh, I yeah. know. So um, That's the other thing. 300 episodes. How yeah. do you feel? Oh, my God. Old. Uh-huh. Old and a couple pounds heavier. Hans, if you say anything about that, I will cut you off. She started laughing. <laughs> so... um I, I came in at the tail end, so yeah, I know. And, and I thought I've only been here like six months. It's been like two years, so don't ask me. When you were like, it's been like six months. I'm like, yeah. it was to a year, maybe. And you guys are like two years. I was like, all right, man. hot mess. I've hit that age where everything to me was six months ago. Well, so. I mean, I I can't believe <laughs> everything for me is 15 years ago. Yeah, everything, no everything. matter. It could be 1985. It was 15, 15 years, years ago. ago. I mean, I still remember sitting at that bar with you. Uh, we were sitting at York Street. We had all this stuff in our Amazon cart, in your Amazon cart. And you said, are we doing this? And I said, yes. And you just clicked the button. And, and then we did a podcast. And shit started arriving. But, you know, <clears throat> we'll talk more about that on the other end of our break. But we do have to take a break because we have guests coming on the other side of that. So we're going to, you know, do our usual thing. Take our break. And then we will be back. All right. Well, welcome back from that short little break, at least for us. Uh, we had time to actually, you know, refill, get shots in. I forgot my drink somewhere. Can you make but that bigger? You want me to make what bigger? I want to see Hans's face. I miss his face. It's not a That's penis, what she girl. Said. Hi, Hans. <laughs> <laughs> They're muted Hi, right Nick. now. Um, <laughs> but anyway, we are back from the break, and I would like to welcome back to the show the queen of unconventional endings himself, Hans M. Hershey. And, of course, the narrator of his latest book, uh, Michael Backinson. Um, we're glad to have you both on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome back, Hans. Thank you for having me. It is again. a pleasure. Uh, and I know that it's super late where you're at because you're in Sweden, so you're like six hours ahead. Let's pause. Are you recording? Yeah. Yes, I'm recording. <laughs> I was about to say that. Are you recording? 
<laughs> I am definitely recording. The intern learned his lesson. Um, so how are you, Hans? I'm good. I'm good. I couldn't. I couldn't sleep, so I was up. You stayed up and you watched and all of our shenanigans, didn't you? Yeah, I was actually the only one, which was interesting. <laughs> and yeah, Nick, did you say a couple? Don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> You asked for it. You asked for it. End of interview. I'm out. Go get Tommy's drink. No. (laughs) Well, no, 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 no. So, um, uh, fuck you, Hans. This is this is weird. I have to turn off the YouTube feed because it's like 15 seconds late. So I I see people running across the screen. It's really weird. Oh so yeah, you, you definitely out. have to turn off the the video because there is a 10 second delay in case he swears yeah. and I have yeah. to beep it out, which we don't do. But anyway, um, Michael, how are you? <laughs> hey. Thank you so much for joining us. It is our pleasure to, one, meet you and have you on the show and to be able to uh, have an opportunity to see the face, the man behind the voice of a lot of Hans' uh, work. How does that feel? I mean, it's been great. It's been great. Um, He contacted me a few years ago and just, you know, kind of responded to an audition that I sent in and was like, I want you to do most of the rest of my books and i said um okay that sounds awesome well our apologies so in advance slowly uh, churning them out our apologies in advance because you know he is uh it's hans uh, and hans uh joined us in year one when we first launched the podcast in 2016 he came on board uh, to talk about shorts which was one of the books that he had released uh you know stories beneath the rainbow i believe it was what the title was and um, and then he's been on ever since. Yeah, Hans joined us mm. for his first episode, thirty eight. Episode thirty eight, and we're at three hundred today. Two thousand and sixteen. Yeah, I was a. I was back actually. Then. I was just li- looking at some old pictures, trying to remember when I first met Michael, because we once met face to face in New York, and that was actually the same day we guys um, all met up in New York. Oh, wow. In, in, in April 2017. Yeah, Nick, not you. Yeah, right. it was, it was, so, I, I th- yeah. believe Chris and I came down, right? Chris, yeah, you and right. Chris were down in New York, yeah. So, Sorry, huh? I have a cat behind me. He's uh, <laughs> trying to keep me company and disturb me, distract me from work. <laughs> so, yeah. That's quite all right. So, um, Hans, let's talk a little bit about this book, only because... I want you to tee it up for us. Tell us a little bit about it. What inspired you to write it? Because then I also have questions for Michael, who narrated this book for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Michelle, Fallen Angel of Paris, my new one, which is coming out this Saturday, um, is a free standing continuation of a book that came out back in 2014 called The Fallen Angels of Karnataka. Um, and in that book, we have a, the main protagonist is a young Norwegian who dreams of traveling. And on his very first trip abroad during, in, you could call it spring break, but in the fall. Oh, my God. That, that's my right? <laughs> of course. If I knew how to mute on Skype, I would do it. <laughs> there you go. Oh, New York. You got to love it. He's um, in New York City. That, that's the beauty of it all, though, right? Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. That's why I immediately recognize I've been through that so many times myself. So anyway, so <laughs> Hokum, the main protagonist in The Fallen Angels, he he travels to London with uh, a few mates from college and meets Michelle in on the lawns behind the Houses of Parliament. And they kind of have a one night stand, a fling, and mm-hmm. Michelle invites Hokum to come and visit Paris the next year. And so they they kind of become pen pals, as was the case back in the 1980s when, iPhones you know, kind of exist. pre-internet and stuff, right. when some of us bitches were young and beautiful. Yeah. And so, and oh, <laughs> actually does turn up in Paris and they spend the summer together. They fall in love. And then Hogan goes home and uh, learns that Michelle's gotten sick. He's gotten really sick. Hogan goes back to Paris and learns that Michelle's in the hospital because he's got AIDS. And he dies on page 64 of the book, which is, you know, I'm not sure if you can see it. It's like not very far. It's very far, not very far into the book. And then um, Hogan goes on and actually gets to fulfill his dream and he gets to travel the world. But Michel never really left me because the way he dies on a forest green park bench in Paris never really let me go. It's one of the most beautiful things I've ever written. Um, And so eight years later, I finally got around to write his story. And it's taken me the better part of two years um, to finish it. But here we are. So so this is a story, basically, that... um that is tied into an, a previous book, as you mentioned before, uh-huh. it can but be it's read. You can read it as a standalone. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it references a lot of stuff that you've already, you know, gone through emotionally as a writer. I mean, you have to go through that emotional roller coaster of your characters when you're writing these yep. books. And one theme that I noticed, it's very consistent in most of in most of the writings that I've heard, because you know, I don't read, right? Because <laughs> I, I take micro naps. So you I have to listen to books. Which is why I appreciate Michael being on today. Um, is that um, you, you speak a lot about the pandemic, and we're not talking about COVID. You talk a lot about AIDS um, in, in in a lot of your books. Why? I'm gay, bitch. Um, <laughs> oh, we know it's it's kind of a thing with us. No, I mean seriously, it's it's just one of those things you cannot i mean it's 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 to a degree it depends on what era you're talking about right i mean in my contemporary books um i may mention aids or maybe not aids aids as aids as a pandemic per se but maybe the risk of getting hiv um or whatever you know i mean because it's always present for us right it's always something that we we have in the back of our minds it's always present i mean it wasn't just a few months ago, I read this article, which scared the living Jesus out of me, which was about a new strain they had discovered in in, in Holland, um, which apparently is uh, so virulent that it defies all, all of the treatments we have. And that was kind of scaring me because it was like I was reading this article and oh, my God, no, 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 no. I don't want to go back to 1984, you know, mm-hmm. it just that's that's what it felt like. So, right. I mean. We're in the fifth decade of this pandemic, and it's still, and I'm, and it's one of the things I write in the pre-word, uh, you know, um, of the book of Michelle is, you know, this thing still kills eight hundred thousand people every single year, you know, and and it's it's obviously 
left the news cycles long ago because nobody cares about 800,000 people dying somewhere in the outskirts of, you know, deep Novosibirsk or Asia or Africa. It's just not newsworthy anymore. We're fairly protected here in the West. We know what to do. We talk about it relatively openly. We write about it in books. But for a lot of people in a lot of parts of the world, this is still a deadly disease. Right. Um, and and it needs, it, we need to talk about it. Uh, and you should probably unmute, unmute Michael. Oh, I, I didn't mute him. <laughs> he, muted, he muted himself. I mute myself. Oh, um, you muted yourself. There's but, quite a fire brigade going by <laughs> <laughs> so um you know it, it's important because as you mentioned for general for different generations hiv and aids and and how we perceive it how we react to it how um we respond to it is different right because we live through different phases depending on you know how old you were, right? If you are older mm -hmm. than 40 or 50 years old, for you, AIDS and HIV meant something completely different than someone that's growing up in today's world. And mm -hmm. um, and I noticed that in your writings, especially in this book, you're referencing an era, an, an era um, you know, either mid, late 80s, that um, that was the height of the HIV AIDS pandemic. I mean, that's when, you know, things were happening so fast and it's it's really it's really amazing to see how w the way you write it evokes emotions in different generations different ways which is interesting i hope so um i mean it certainly did evoke a lot of emotions in me and uh, <laughs> the people who've read the book so far probably a good cue to let michael say something <laughs> but um yeah i mean it's it's interesting because I, one of the reasons I wanted to write the book was kind of a curiosity. I wanted to find out when exactly did Michel himself get infected. Mm -hmm. right. And we never really get the answer to that question. So I'm, I'm still clueless um, because he was a bit of a slut um, and because that was uh, true for a lot of people back in, you know, the 1970s and early 80s um, until we learned to control this thing um but yeah yeah it was it certainly it's certainly an interesting era um and i just i just came of age myself i mean i'm three years younger than michelle and and sometimes i'm i wonder like given how i lived my life back then i still wonder i'm still alive um so you i count myself both. to the lucky you know what you know every time we've talked to you about a book or something that you've written it always kind of blows my mind i know that we have to switch over and talk to both of you but when when we when we hear you speak about these characters that you write about it almost sounds to me like like they're actual people like how do you go about the process of of literally creating these 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 individuals that actually are fictional um, you know, I would dispute that. Um, and, and not because you're right. They're not physical, but I was just listening to the Ezra Klein show. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to, to advertise for somebody else's podcast on your podcast, mind. but he had a discussion the other day with a writer about the possibility that we all live in the simulation. Now, now if, if, you, if you look at it from another point of view, look at your brain, the way you, the way you process the, the visual input that you get from your eyes, it's all in your brain. So all the people you know, Nick, are in your mind. They're not real. 
they're in your mind at some point in time, right? <laughs> And, you know, and I can shave those pounds off again and make you look pretty and young Thank and you. really interested in me. And I go off and you do, I do my thing. Please but, fluff her up. She needs a adult. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the thing is, you know, to me, to me, my characters, not all of them. I, I am closer to some of my characters than I am to others. But michelle certainly belongs to the category of the people that i am very very close to and and to me he is as real as some of the people that i know that roam the earth you know it, whether it's for real or in a simulation i don't know but but he feels very real and very alive to me right kind of like and the, I, the matrix effect I, yeah exactly and i weep for him and i mourn him and you know it's the the loss of him to me was extremely physical wow all right so michael now we have questions yeah. for you mm-hmm. um first and foremost we need to address the elephant in the room we have the same old stomping grounds you're a uh, Yale grad we're in connecticut yep. yeah 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 10 I minutes there, away uh, from uh from yale yep 92 to 96 undergrad english oh, wow. major did a bunch of theater like, yep. like Hans mentioned, I was a slut back in those days. So I was all over the place. You still are. Um, still, you haven't changed much. Hans, I haven't left my house in two years. I'm officially a virgin again. I don't think that's possible. She put her butt out the window, let's be honest. I didn't. No, somebody put their butt in my window. Let's get that straight. Um, and, and Michael. Keep it clean, boys. We have a straight boy I, in the room. I know. That's oh, right. I'm sorry. I just assumed... See what happens when you assume. So, Michael, tell us a little bit about your history with uh, with New Haven, and um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about how you got into narrating books or becoming a narrator. Period. Yeah. Um, so, my history with New Haven is, you know, finding out about Yale, visiting there. I think I was there like in '86. I took a trip with my mom back east. I saw New York City. I saw New Haven. She had a friend, actually, an ex lover of hers, was teaching at Yale at the time, and I got. I kind of got, I was from Oregon, so I got very into this East Coast thing and uh, obviously ended up relocating here for the rest of my life. Um, So, yeah, that was in the early 90s. I did a lot of theater. I kind of started a theater career, TV and film and commercials and stuff in New York. And then I had done work for Miramax Film for years, helping them develop uh, uh, basically reading, writing, what's called writing coverage for them. And they closed, they stopped producing new films at a certain point. And so my little job that could kind of carry me between acting gigs went poof. So um, I ran into somebody who uh, was a friend from Yale on the subway. And he said somebody he knew was a sound designer and was doing audiobooks. What, what did I think about, you know, getting involved with that? Now, these were all like educational books, but I kind of cut my teeth with that. Um, doing all these books for Pearson Learning and then. Branched out from there to getting into a lot more fun stuff, um, doing novels, which I find to be a bit more fulfilling. Nice. Interesting. Except Can you talk? Mine, li- of course. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Here's here's at the top of the list. To be honest, a lot of hard work. It was funny how I met Michael because at the time I was um, we were using Audible, Amazon's uh, outlet, and um, I was going to do my very very first uh, novel, Family Ties into an audiobook because that's what I wanted to do. I was being very logical, very methodological. I started with the first one. 
And we did this audition round of auditions and we asked people to submit auditions. And we got, I, I, I remember this was 2016, I guess. And we got like a hundred audition tapes. It was absolutely insane. And I had my publisher and some of my friends, some of my readers, my husband and a lot of people. I, I kind of weeded out, you know, out of these 100, we chose maybe six or seven into a second round. And we listened to all of them and we were looking for my voice because, you know, <laughs> I obviously could not narrate my own stuff uh, with my heavy accent. And so we ended up uh, choosing someone. and. That night, after we had chosen my voice, I get another audition tape. Late as ever. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, you know, uh, you know, and you can insert, you know, whatever expletive if you want. But I was like, why, you know, why, you know, I was actually, I was pissed off. It's like, why can't they ever be on time? And I started listening to that audition tape and I just threw the other 100 out the window. I said, this is me. This is my voice. And that was Michael. That's amazing. So, Michael. Uh, uh, yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> so he made he, a grand entrance. <laughs> late. Yeah. Fashionably late. Fashionably late. Very ladylike, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. And he's telling us to behave. <laughs> um, so, so let me. So you're an English major, is that correct? Yeah, I was an English major, uh, theater. I did the dual major for theater as well, but was also an English major, yeah. Nice, nice. So tell me a little bit about, um, you know, once you got into narrating books and, and you found you, the the kinds of books that you wanted to narrate, what's your process like? Talk a little bit about what what your process is like preparing for a project. Yeah, so I, I mean, it really depends on the book. But I mean, the common thing is you just sit down and read it. I, I actually don't listen to audiobooks that often. I, I'm a real lover of books. So I love reading novels. And I just kind of like let that world um, infuse my mind. You know, I, I let the whole world open up. And if it's a good, a well-written book like Hans has, you know, you're going to really have a vision for who these characters are. Um, the dialogue makes sense. The world that they inhabit makes sense. And, uh, you know, I might make some little decisions about how to tweak somebody's voice where, where their resonance is just to sort of give, you know, the shadings of character. But really, I think it's about, investing in that world and letting your imagination um, grow and, ex you know, explode. When I work with, so I've worked with a lot of actors before, um, obviously working in theater, um, the process for them when developing a character, it's pretty intense. And I'm wondering if the process for you when getting ready for an audiobook like this, if it's similar and, or can you do more than one project at a time? No, I don't ever do like two audiobooks at once. Um, I definitely, you know, I read through it and I just try to make it come alive in my mind and I make, you know, a few notes and then I write to the author if that's a possibility mm -hmm. to get uh, questions about, you know, it's usually just questions about pronunciation, but sometimes it's a question of where do we, you know, where are you, where are you going with this particular aspect of it? Um, we, the previous book, we did have a little bit of a snafu. I thought, uh, I thought maybe we were going to, because Michel appears in it, and he's uh, French. So I, I was doing a French accent for about the first six or seven chapters. <laughs> I got a, uh, I don't know if it was a text or a call from Hans. I was at the gym. And he's like, Michael, I think you need to call me. Um, <laughs> I, might, I might be saving you some time down the road. 
Yeah, and a good Hans. It, it's I never a small meticulously remove every bit of dialogue from Michelle, as well as uh, a British character that was in there. It was quite a headache, but uh, <laughs> that's one we should have gotten together on before I, I recorded. Save you a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the reason being, you know, we what we did is we um, I asked uh, Michael to do the Fallen Angels first. So that we have the audio for that book, which came out in 2014, and and then to do Michelle whenever it I was uh, finished with it, and and when he sent me the manuscript, well, well, he started sending me the the uh, the audio. So the way the way this works is once he's done his his work, he sends it to me, and I listen to it to a kind of a proofreading, proof listen. You know, to make sure there's nothing superfluous, you know, when you record that sometimes you have a little snippet twice, uh, little things like that. Um, and so I was listening to it. And then all of a sudden, Michelle speaks with this heavy French accent. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, <laughs> and I'm, I just wrote a whole book with French speaking characters. That's going to sound so awful. <laughs> it is going to do like 300 page book and every every second sentence comes along in this uh, très French accent. Huh? It's going to be unlistenable. And so I wrote back to him and said, you know what? And, and it just, and, and then we started getting into a, a whole bunch of other discussions, right? We got into English and I said, well, what about Hawkon? He's Norwegian. Why aren't you doing him in Norwe- with a Norwegian accent? Or why aren't you doing the, the you know, what else? I mean, we've got, yeah, that's the trouble when he works with me. It's not just English, right? Right. I mean, we we use this thing called Forbo, which is a website where you get help with pronunciation of some really weird places. And my books contain <laughs> a ton of weird places and names. And so it's uh, we actually ended up for for Michelle. We ended up doing a glossary, um, which I'm not even yeah yeah you saw that in the second uh, proofread because we ended up having so much in italics because normally when you do in, in typesetting, the publishers um, put foreign words in italics, but then you also have the thought process in italics, and it, it gets up really complicated. Um, and half the book ended up in italics, so we decided, okay, let's throw all the foreign words out, put a glossary in, and we keep them in, and just straight up as it is. Make it look better. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of foreign words, a lot of foreign people, and foreign places in my books, especially The Fallen Angels. I mean, that book is crazy because it's literally a virtual world tour. So he gets to see the world, you know. Mm -hmm. So basically what I'm hearing out of all of this is that Michael found out the hard way that a small (laughs) snafu is not a small snafu at all when you're working with Hans Hershey. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) True. So Michael, will you be working with Hans again? <laughs> I hope so. You know, these were quite. A, I finished one and basically got started on the next one a, about a month later. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. I would love to though. So do you do most of your recordings? Do you have like a home studio where you like sit sit yep. and record and do your work? Yep. Yeah, I've done it in uh, in studio. I used to work for a company called Recorded Books, and I did stuff for a place called John Marshall Media. Um, did stuff for Audible in studio, but I yeah I can do it at home um, minus the uh, fire trucks going by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's when you have to like pause and and re-record again. Yeah. New York, again. where are you at? In the city or in the suburbs? Yeah. Up in, in the like Washington Heights area, Washington Heights, George Washington Bridge and the Cloisters. Yeah, I'm a uh, New Yorker, raised in Brooklyn, so I'm familiar. Okay, yeah. <laughs> 
The cloisters, that's awesome. That's an amazing yeah, yeah. place to visit. It's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. It's interesting. If you guys haven't been, you have to go. Well, you, you'll need to take us. Absolutely. I need a driver. You know me. I don't leave my house. You're going to have to drag me out of here in chains, even tomorrow morning. <laughs> um, have a mask on her and go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have a breakdown tomorrow. Um, so Michael, so, so now you you've done this book. Um, you know you you talked a little bit about the process of you know communicating with Hans, having those little powwows to sort of kind of sort things out. Um, do you work with other authors as well, or is it just exclusively Hans right now? Hold on, just a second. <laughs> More emergencies. You're next to the firehouse, aren't you? <laughs> I. I literally live on Broadway, so okay. anything that needs yes. to go north and south yes. uh, in Upper Manhattan is coming right by my place. Um, I'm not currently working with another author, though I have worked with many other authors over the years. Um, you know, I, I audition for all kinds of stuff, you know, theater, film, TV. So I kind of have to figure out when I'm available to do that, which is, you know, I'm not going on and putting my uh, auditions out there all the time um, with ACX. Um, so it's been nice to have continuity with Hans. Do you have any projects with theater coming up? Uh, well, we're sort of starting a theater company um, in, in the city here with a friend of ours um, with the idea of doing actually potentially a project about the history of Broadway, not just Broadway, the theater, but Broadway, the sort of like yeah. historical road. Um, and then uh, what else do I have coming up with that? I did have something right before COVID. Uh, I was doing a production of the King's speech that was being developed for Broadway. Um, it got done. It was going to be done up at Hartford stage, which I've worked at quite a bit. And uh, that got canceled, obviously due to COVID. Right. Did you ever work at long wharf theater? I didn't. I've, huh? I've seen stuff there, but I've never, uh, I've seen a bunch of stuff there, a bunch of stuff at Yale rep um, and worked a bunch at Hartford stage, but never, yeah. never in new Haven. I was the company manager there for like six and a half years. Oh, okay. I think we probably know some of the similar people because oh, one hundred percent. Anyway, well, it's a good thing you didn't meet him in person. So, <laughs> so um, why is everybody so mean to me? Because you're lovely and we love you. That's that's how we do. I don't have my drink. Um, so 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 you're not working with with uh, multiple books. You're pretty much working with Hans at this moment. And yeah. you guys were talking about the different languages and the different accents and stuff. And Hans mentioned something about an English accent. Are, do you do characters and, and can you like demonstrate uh, your English accent for us? Can I put you on the spot? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, that? you got to give me a little bit of text here, but uh, you know, I've done various different things. Like let's say I'm just reading one of my, you may be eligible to receive $13 per month off your internet bill. You know, you could do sort of a plummy accent or you could right. do more of a London, you know, whatever. I, I, There's I, a thing I, called the, is it a Cockney accent? Yes. Yeah, you know, Cockney. Can you put this in the see, chat? You can do a Cockney accent. Tom, put this I'm in the, the chat and see if you can read London. it. <laughs> I'm going to send it to you right now. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. No, don't make him do that. Oh, come on. It's hilarious. Oh, okay, fine. He wants you to read something, so I'm going to put it in the chat for you. Okay. Oh, Lord have mercy. Hans, you see what you started? <laughs> Don't blame me. Don't blame, Don't blame me. So, I'm sure Nick can do this all by himself. So, Believe it or not, a month ago, I was pinned to play an Austrian, and they were going to fly me out to Hungary. So, really? Um, 
Yeah. Oh my god, that would be awesome. I checked on my passport status and everything, and I was like, oh my god, I'm going to shoot in Budapest. And then, um, of course, after telling me, weeks, yep, you're definitely in the mix. That was certainly I, not in the mix. I need to bring this over I'm here. I was kind so of blown I... away that I got that far with my Christopher Waltz and you know impression. <laughs> <laughs> so here is what what Nick would like for you to read. Good luck. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh god. Now did you want it in Cockney? Or- <laughs> you, you can do whatever you want. Just give us your best accent. Just be sure to invoice them your standard rate for that. <laughs> so, right. so if you're wondering what Future Method is, it's it's a product that that we promote uh, with one of our doctor partners that comes on the show every I month. Do. Go ahead. Get the future method. Today, each time you clean out with water or enemas, delicate tissues are harmed and cells are damaged, increasing chances of injury and STDs. The first of its kind, doctor-developed formula, gently cleanses before you play without hurting your bum. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum cleanser. You know I'm going to pull this audio. I You're love never it. Gonna do it I'm, I don't never need to do it. This, was, this was my plan. Now we have the audio, and I don't have to read that ever again. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That means that I have to. That, that we would have to pay him. But Michael, bravo, bravo. Get a straight man to come on your show and read gay stuff. Yes, <laughs> that's how we do it. <laughs> so. The, Hans, I'm sorry, Michael. <laughs> I hope this isn't too terrible for you, Michael. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we know how to have a good time here on the show. So, um, Hans, the book is coming out, you said tomorrow? He's still laughing. Uh, no, on Saturday. Saturday. On, Saturday. on the 30th. On the 30th. And do you have yeah. any events coming up to promote it? Um, you know what? I was at the Tennessee Williams Festival in New Orleans oh. a couple months back. Um, and I'm doing, um, the podcast tours right now. Uh, we have a launch event at my house on Saturday night. I'll be there. Um, and, and we'll do a virtual event at 10 PM central, which is like 2 PM Eastern on online. Um, and yeah, just, um, you know, the usual running around to people, you know, can you, can I talk about my book, please? (laughs) (laughs) And then I'll be, and I'll be in the red district later on this week. You know, naked. You know, you want to have sex with me for free? You know, you'll get a book. You'll get a book. <laughs> oh my god! And you're telling us that we need to calm down. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, red light district. Yeah. Hold on. Flights. Let me cheapflights.com. <laughs> yeah. uh, Stockholm. Here I come. Yeah. The spirit no, flying yeah, over yeah, there, you, you go to Stockholm, you'll never find me there. <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, I will arrive there first, do my tricking and my whoring, and then I'll make my way down to Gothenburg. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then, you know, I'll catch the ferry, end up at your house. I know where you live, bitch. I got your number. <laughs> the, the ferry catches the ferry. Yeah, because I know you live on an island somewhere, an isolated island where you can murder people and you'll never find them again. That's creepy. So <laughs> so once the book comes out, obviously you're going to be promoting, doing some tours and things like that. What's next? Is there another part to the story? Because, I mean, you know, when you wrote The Golden One, that was a trilogy. Mm-hmm. It was a great yeah. book. Um great books great storyline do you see an additional chapter to this uh, amazing world and 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 storyline that you've created for for these these individuals 
You know, after Jonathan, um, I vowed never to say never again with regards to sequels. I, I honestly don't know. I don't, I, you know, I, I think I'm kind of done because, you know, I mean, I've, I've killed Michelle twice now. Um, in 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 two separate books which is really weird because in the first one you know it was you know you see the whole thing from Holcomb's perspective now you get to see it from Michelle's perspective which which adds an interesting dimension to it but but anyway he dies twice so I know I but then again you never know you know I mean Holcomb's still there um, and Hawkon appears in this book very prominently because the arc story, because the the way I, t- I tell the story about Michelle, because he's obviously dead already, is through Hawkon finding his diary, mm. uh, which he saved uh, when he had to clean out the apartment before his parents show up. Um, and so um, he uh, he finds this diary 30 years later, and that's how the whole story is being told. Um and so Hawkins still there. He's in the, the story, and some other characters. And I was just thinking about maybe Gael um, might be an interesting character to delve into. She is, uh, or was, Michelle's best friend, um, and in this book she comes out as trans, which I didn't know when I wrote her the first time in two thousand fourteen. So. That just struck me a couple hours ago as I was tossing and turning in bed, not being able to fall asleep. It's like, hmm, that would be an interesting story to tell. But I don't know. Well, I'm sure that whatever you you delve into is going to be great, you know, and having a voice like Michael supporting it um, on the audio aspect of of your work, I think is going to be incredible. He he is. I mean, it's. It's funny, you know, like Michael said, yeah, I mean, I'm not a big audio book listener myself, but it's one of those things today when you're in the publishing world, people expect the audio book. Um, and <laughs> when you have these powerful scenes like, the, you know, Michelle's death scene in The Fallen Angels and, and Michael's not done yet with, uh, with, with all of Michelle's, so I'm still waiting for a few chapters, but when he when he did that scene on page 64 where Michelle passes away, I have not been able to read that particular scene. I cannot read it. I can't get through it without crying. I just cannot. Um, so I was really curious to see how does Michael tackle those really, really difficult scenes. And there's not, there's not just one of them. I mean, The Fallen Angels has one scene um, where the villain in the book, um, let's just say it's, it's the villain and a couple of small boys and a large bed in India. Um, and it, it's a really, really difficult scene. Um, and when Michael sent me that chapter, I, I was really curious to see how he'd done it. And it was, it was absolutely stellar. It's, it's just so, it's just so amazing. I mean, I had goosebumps. I had shivers. I cried a lot and I'm, there are going to be a few more scenes in Michelle, I know towards the end of this, uh, towards the end of Michelle, um, when we go back, when the diary is, when the diary finishes on Michelle's, uh, on the day he passes away, and we go back to the present, and and Hawkon embarks on a little journey down memory lane. Um, there are a couple of scenes in there when he visits, uh, when he finally gets to visit Michelle's grave after thirty years. 
Yeah. I, you know, I, I tear up just thinking about it, and I cannot wait to listen to that. I know he's going to do a stellar job, but it's, it must be incredible, diff- incredibly difficult. I couldn't do it. I'm sure. So, Michael, would you like to to respond to that on on the yeah, difficulties of being funny, able to? It's funny because when I read Hans's books, it yeah, I, I was just weeping reading this latest manuscript uh, for the final thirty or forty pages. But there's something about when you're recording it. Um, I don't know. It's it, it's they say in theater you want to have the audience be the one that's crying, not you on the stage, sort of <laughs> indulging your emotions. Um, so you use that to fuel the characterization. You use it to fuel the descriptions of the scenes. It's there. That emotion's there. But you just don't let yourself get overwhelmed with it when you're performing. Um, but I do get overwhelmed reading Hans's work um, just off the page. It's so emotional. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, everyone here knows that I listen to audiobooks like constantly. It's my morning. It's like what I do in the morning with my coffee and what I do before I go to bed. And if there is a good narrator, it literally, at least for me, creates an entire scene in my head. Like I literally am like, while I'm having my coffee or doing things around the house, it's like I'm literally experiencing the book. So creating that is, I mean, it's such a beautiful talent. Yeah. It's, it's a fun job. <laughs> so so just to clarify, because I know that you're probably still working on some chapters of this audiobook, correct? Mm-hmm. So yep. the book itself comes out on Saturday, but the audio version of the book won't come out until later. Hopefully it'll be um, hopefully it'll be able to come out at the same time. But the the yeah. limiting factor will be if the um, as Hans calls it, the algorithm that checks and makes sure that everything's right um, approves it in time, then it'll be at the same day. Um, yeah. But I, I, I engineer them myself and I go through and I test to make sure it's, it's up to, to code. So hopefully it should be all ready to go. Yeah. It, it, it's a process. I, I used to work with ACX, uh, as Michael mentioned, the, which is an Amazon company. Uh, they do the stuff for Audible. <clears throat> but they didn't want to work with me anymore for whatever reasons because I'm not states-based. And uh, so I switched to another provider. And... Um, and they so when, when once they approve the book, they send it off to like 200 different providers. So, you know, you can literally get um, audio books. You know, they're not just going to ACX. They're also going to Apple. They're going to Barnes and Noble. They're going to um, whoever else does audio books. I, I did literally hundreds of people. All the library systems in the world get it. So you can also listen to it from your local library and all of that good stuff. So. And and Amazon, so I would not expect, I, I know the audio, hopefully the audio will be out by Saturday, but maybe only from a couple of providers because it needs to, you know, it needs to yeah. be distributed and stuff. And Audible is usually not, they're usually not very fast. Right. But, you know, people can always reach out to me. I can, you know, you can find the all of my audiobooks at a discount from my own website. So you don't have to go to the big dragon. <laughs> well, well, that's that's good to know, and I'm I'm excited to to have access to the audiobook uh, because, as you know, as I said before, I start reading and literally I fall asleep and I have to take a micro nap, and then I got to wake up and read the chapter all over again because I forgot what I read. It's bad. Um, I have very short little attention span for reading, but I can listen to books, and so you well, know, while while you're asleep, 
No, while I'm away. No, so, so for me, you know, the the, the golden one, the, the entire series was amazing, and I listened to to the audiobooks and really like delved into the whole story because I was listening to something and I can imagine it. I can't do that when I read, unfortunately. So. Yeah, we're different. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing to see how the market for audiobooks has exploded in recent years, which is one of the reasons why publishers and authors have begun to, to use them so widely because people are asking for it. Right, right. Well, we're excited for you. Um, congratulations on yet another release of, uh, you know, what I'm sure is going to be amazing work because that's what you do. And that's why you have Michael uh, supporting you on the audio aspect. And um, very quickly, before we let you both go, can you just uh, let our, our listeners know where they can find you uh, if they want to reach out? Uh, well, for me, you could go to my website, www.michaelbackinson.com, very creatively named. Um, <laughs> I, also, I also do a bit of posting, not much, on Instagram, just, again, just with my name, Michael Backinson. Okay, fantastic. And Hans? Hershey.se. Uh, spell it properly, though, because, um, yeah, otherwise you will get lost in chocolate. But, yeah, H-I-R-S-C-H-I.se. Easy peasy. That's where I am. Or Facebook. Fantastic. Well, I want to thank you both. We need to talk about, guys, we need to talk about Heartstopper. Have you seen that show? Uh, Heartstopper? No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's like the latest. It's a brand new show on Netflix. Okay. It's young adult. Eight episodes. If you haven't watched, it's from England. Um, Mm. um, My husband and I just binged on that thing. It is so cute. I don't think I've ever seen a cuter show in my life. And you said it it's, it's so called Heartstopper? Heartstopper, yes. It High was school released based? Like last, uh, it was like released last Saturday, this Saturday, just a couple of days ago. Two weeks ago. And it oh, is, I've heard it about this. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Wait, we talked about this when we were talking mm-hmm. about the... Uh, the the list of, of shows um two episodes ago that, oh, that you uh, didn't record the one that i didn't record yes. <laughs> yes yeah yeah the one that we all missed yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get it on the live you are not up in the middle of the night to watch you missed it uh, so but yeah i just released on the 24th on netflix and it is amazing i, I watched we watched all eight episodes more or less in one go Wow, it is. I i can i don't i this is the tv show i recommend to everybody it is so I mean, it has it has teenage drama, but there were so many things. I I I was totally Charlie. I so recognized myself in, in that young kid. <laughs> it's it's got um, a four point nine out of five reviews. Yeah, it is. I I think it's the highest rated Netflix show in the first twenty four hours ever. Something like that. I read. Wow. It yeah. is it is amazing. It has drama, but it's not like you have sometimes when they have those mis- you know when you have a misunderstanding in those romance things. And it never clears up, and it goes on and gets infected. It, this is nothing like it. This guy, Nick, the boyfriend, and by the way, the um, this is something for you, Jay, because Nick is bisexual, mm-hmm. and he's a really strong bisexual character. Mm-hmm. And he, they, yeah, it's just beautiful. It's absolutely amazing. So highly recommend. <clears throat> gotta watch it. Oh, definitely. I already got it up. So <laughs> yeah, it's so cute. It's, on, it's on my list. I, yep. I started <laughs> so that I'm like, I'm gonna yep. watch this. Um, cool, yes, cool. Better. Hans, before Thank we you. let you go, when are you going to be stateside next? 
Um, in a, in seven, Alex told me seven weeks, um, although not on your end, um, because we're flying out to Denver for a four-week trek uh, to see some of my book sites. So we're going from Denver up to Wyoming, where the Golden One plays out, and then we're going through the Rockies to do disease down to <clears throat> Arizona, see my sister. And then we're going um, back up to the Grand Canyon, Vegas. We do Northern California, Yosemite, um, Tahoe, and then the Bay Area. And we'll see, we're going to see Mama Kim and, and Spanish Bay, which is another oh, one wow. of my books. That's awesome. Because she lives near Spanish Bay. So yes. we'll do a book tour for four weeks. Well, if you have a chance, if you're in Wyoming, you should try to swing by Laramie, Wyoming. I went there. Um, we will. It was one of the most powerful things. Um, I don't know. I've always been really attached to uh, Matthew Shepard and his story. Mm. And going there was very powerful for me. So if you have a chance, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, it's it's on my to-do list. um, Because when I was in Washington a couple of years ago, just while 19 before the pandemic hit, he had just been um, buried Mm -hmm. in the National Cathedral. Yes. I remember. I think I remember sending you the pictures because they, he didn't have a, a tombstone yet. So it was just a sheet of paper. It was kind of odd, but yeah, I went to see him in the National Cathedral. It was very, very powerful. Yeah. A lot of work went into yeah. that. It took twenty years for his mom, uh, Judith uh, Judy Shepard, to um, be able to secure a safe space for her son to rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insane. Yeah, no, no. So Laramie, yes, because we're going to Torrington. Don't say that. Don't tell anybody. But Torrington, that's where the golden one uh, plays out. Nobody knows. It's a secret. Um, so <laughs> we're going to Torrington for one, for one night. Um, going to be interesting to see, you know, spend the night in Wyoming as a gay family. That'll be interesting. So if I make it out alive out of Wyoming, that'll be the oh, You'll be fine. I think you'll be fine. Yes. Well, once again, Hans, thank you. Thank you for taking time and for staying up late uh, to be with this crazy group of people. And Michael, you as well. Thank you for joining us and doing such amazing work on Hans, uh, you know, books. Um, you're not going to hear the last here. of him, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you both. Uh, and uh, we'll be looking forward to the release on Saturday. We'll have all the information for the book on tonight's post. Um, and... Um, Good luck. Have a good, good selling day on Saturday. Yes. Oh, I'm sure. Great. Thank you. All Thank right. you, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you, guys. All right. Have a great evening. Bye. You too. Bye. 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 All right. Well, ladies and gents, that, of course, was the amazing Hans Hem Hershey uh, and uh, his narrator, uh, Michael Wow. Um, I love having him on. He's just a, a wealth of, he's such a, a great person. And yeah. I mean, energy. well, he's kind of a dick, but <laughs> no, he's he not. called me fat. Everybody. No, he didn't. So he didn't he never fat. said the word. He said fluffy. Uh, he said Nick Embr- couple. Em- embrace. Anyway, embrace. no, I do. I do love Hans. Embrace. I love, love, love Hans. Um, no, no, he's, he's he's a sweet. Listen, he's he's reoccurring for a reason. He is yeah. loved. I cannot believe looking back, he was on episode thirty-eight. We are at episode three hundred. Right? Wow, that's crazy. It's like we, I I feel like I just we must heard. actually like him. We do. Yeah, so and I, I love his books. I, right? I feel like I sniffed like something and just woke up three hundred episodes in. Yeah. It's like, it's insane. 
It's insane. Um, Time but flies when you're on Prozac. I always say that. Don't take my line, bitch. <laughs> your boyfriend's boyfriend. Your boyfriend's boyfriend. All right. Well, listen. Um, it's been an amazing show. It's great to have to see you know lovely faces, Hans and 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 Michael. Thank you both for joining us. And we're gonna wrap this up and bring it home. Right? Yeah, yeah. Let's do so it. So I'm gonna toss it over to my boys. We're gonna start off. What are we gonna start off first with, Mama Kansas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I haven't even you, read this yet. So do you want your love? Yeah, sure. I did. It for him today. Mama Kim's minutes look a little crazy today, but all right, Mama Kim's minute, everyone. Number one, man who destroys rainbow mural weeps in court after dad tells judge he is a disappointment. Go ahead. Number two, comedian makes a fool out of a Republican candidate who wants to make Bible a basic textbook. Mm. Uh, number three, gay teen finds love on the athletic field in Heartstopper trailer. Right. And to find out to find out what the trailer's about, you have to click on the link. Go to our website, gaytalk20.com, and click on the link. And by the way, I believe the, the, the first story for the man who destroys Rainbow Mural has to do with the uh, memorial at um, Pulse. Okay. So, um, all right. On this day. So, Florida man. <laughs> it was a Florida man minute. Of course. So, on this day in gay history, uh, April 25th of 2014, where in good old Pakistan. Pakistan, yes. Pakistan, uh, the Pakistani Supreme Court ruled in favor of third gender in a group, in a groundbreaking move, the Supreme Court of Pakistan has ruled that people who have, who are third gender, Trans Hijra uh, uh-huh. or Kawaja Sara must be included in census forums to protect them from harm and discrimination. That's interesting. Yes. And this was back in 2014, 2015. We passed marriage equality here. So we, we had that period of time in where everything was like, oh my God, it's happening. It's happening. And then today it's just like, fucking out of standstill. <laughs> so. You I know, blame it some, all on that idiot. Sometimes we take a few steps forward and one back, but I'm, I'm sure, you know, in due time, things will move forward. Absolutely. Right. All right. Well, once again, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in on today's episode. If you love the show, make sure you go subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcasting service. By doing so, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your favorite device or web browser as soon as our episodes are published and you can also support us on patreon which allows you our listeners to support the show with a monetary donation which we collect monthly that can be in any denomination of a dollar or more um next week we welcome dr g evan goldstein for this month's tale from the tale that's right absolutely he's gonna be he's gonna be interviewing your boyfriend's boyfriend yes he will Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Poo. (laughs) um and Oh, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you to our guest author, Hans M. Hershey. Tongue sister. <laughs> and narrator Michael Backinson for joining us on today's episode. It was wonderful speaking with you and all the information on the book and them will be on our post this evening. That's right. And now, um, oh man, I wish I had the audio. (laughs) And now here's Nick with a weekly reminder for all of you bottoms out there who want to keep their buttholes on point. Yes, we are talking about Future Method. Let me give this bitch some love. Thank you. 
All right. Get the future method today. Each time you clean out with water or enemas, delicate tissues are harmed and cells are damaged, increasing chances of injury and or STDs. The first of its kind, doctor-developed formula gently cleanses before you play without hurting your bum. Bum, Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum cleanser today. And as we... Did did you notice a little accent in there? A little bit, a little bit. A little bit, right? Little friend, little French accent or I'm not good at accents. You were doing something. You did something different today. Uh, Maybe I'm just not as tipsy as I usually am. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) So I guess we're going to wrap this up and put a rubber on it. Uh, We're putting a rubber on it? We're putting a rubber on it today. We need the protection. Okay. Some days, right? Our show is available on our website, gaytalk20.com, under audio podcast. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Gay Talk 2.0, Instagram, Gay Talk 2.0, Twitter at Gay Talk 20. You can email us at GayTalk 2.0 at GayTalk20.com. Tom, it's your turn. Guess what, guys? You're not recording. I'm kidding. I am. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> If you need to reach out to us, just head on over to our website. Click on the contact us tab located at the top of your browser. There you can uh, leave comments, suggest topics, submit a question for the cast or an individual host. You can also call us and leave us a message with your questions and we'll answer them for you on the show. If you'd like Uh, the phone number is 334-429-8255. So that means I can't just say gay talk, right? I should have said that first. You could have. You can call 429 Three, 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 four, gay talk. (laughs) (sighs) See, see, this is why, this is why I I can't have nice things. This is why I can't have nice things. But anyway, ladies and gents, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. Uh, Don't forget the show streams live every Monday at 6 p.m. ish Eastern Standard Time. You can access that live stream by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. With that, ladies and gents, that is our show. Thank you. And y'all have a good night. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Gay Talk 2.0. Tune in next time for more Dish.